again, and he is worthy of our praise this morning. Would you stand with me, please, and let's turn in our, in our hymn books to page number 58. Page number 58, we're going to sing Majesty as we begin together this morning. Sing it one time through page number 58. Sing it out together on that chorus. to have each one of you here. Welcome to Faith Baptist Church this morning. Whether you are in person or listening online, we're thankful you chose to be with us this morning. Let's go to the Lord in prayer as we begin. I'm Brother Griffin. Would you pray for us as we begin this morning, please? You may be seated this morning. do have some announcements to make to you. Um, I know that we have uh, some visitors in here this morning, probably traveling through on Labor Day weekend. We're glad that you're here this morning. We are missing a lot of ours that are traveling on Labor Day weekend. I think we have about half the choir gone this morning, but uh, we are so thankful that you chose to be here and be uh, in prayer for those that are traveling and are out of town this morning. Certainly be in prayer for our pastor and his wife as they are vacationing over in Italy. Uh, today, so he is not able to be here with us this morning, but uh, we're thankful that you're able to be here today, and thankful that Brother Cotton is able to be here today, and he's going to be preaching this morning and tonight. I know it'll be a real blessing to you. We sure love hearing him preach. We do have several things going on. First of all, of course, with Labor Day weekend, uh, if you have students in Faith Baptist School, know that there is no school tomorrow, all right? So again, if you show up and your kids show up, they're going to be here all by themselves, all right? So I recommend not doing that tomorrow. Um, so know that. Also, this Thursday, we have ball games with the school, so keep that in mind as well. It's going to be from 6 to 8 o'clock at night. There's a youth rally going on this Friday night at Shawnee Mission Baptist Temple down the road from us here, and uh, you're going to be leaving here about 6.15, all right? So uh, parents, make sure and have your kids here about 6.15 to leave for that um, youth rally there, and then uh, you'll be back around midnight, all right? So 12 a.m., it's a late one. I know we got to stay up late, right, and come pick up the kids. But uh, make sure that you're here in time to pick them up. Don't make Brother Tim wait around too long, okay? He might just leave them here. No, he probably wouldn't do that. Um, don't forget, men, that uh, if you want to go to the Baptist Men's Recharge, 
um, in September uh, the 22nd and 23rd. As you leave the foyer and the outer foyer there, as you leave on the left-hand side, there's a sign-up sheet there where you can sign up to go with us to the men's recharge. This is the last day you're able to sign up for that. So either this morning or tonight, if you want to go, make sure that you write your name down there. Make sure that you mark on there if you want to sleep in the hotel. I'm with Brother Quinlan on that. You probably want to sleep in the hotel, but if you like a lot of snoring and you can sleep through it, you might want to sleep in the bunkhouse, okay? Um, and, uh, or you might sleep in the hotel like we did last year. We heard somebody snoring through the walls anyway. So, um, and found out later it was one of our guys. I won't tell you who it was. But uh, anyway, they uh, <clears throat> make sure that you mark on there what you want to do. Because the price difference, uh, there is a price difference there, right? It's going to cost you more uh, to stay in the hotel. So mark that on there if you wouldn't mind. And then uh, don't forget, we're preparing for our fall revival coming up in October. And so the week of the 10th is where we're going to begin our fasting and praying uh, getting ready for the Lord to do a work in our fall, in our fall revival, amen? amen. And so um, that first week, uh, something of your choice, maybe it's something that gets a lot of your attention that you just want to put aside for the week and then spend that time uh, reminding yourself to pray and be ready uh, for uh, the revival that's coming up in October. One other announcement, speaking of the fall revival, is that also on that table on the left out there, there's a sign-up sheet for those that can work the nursery for that week, all right? So uh, ladies, if you wouldn't mind... Um, if you want to help out that week, just sign up on that as you leave this morning as well. Let's go ahead and continue singing from page 223. And ask you if you would stand again with me, please. Page 223. Standing on the promises, we'll sing all four verses this morning. Page 223. Sing it out this morning. The Lord is our audience. Let's sing unto him this morning. Standing on the promises of Christ my King, through eternal ages. Let his praises ring. Glory in the highest I will shout and sing. Standing on the promises of God. Standing on the promises of God. Promise. 
place to stand than on God's Word. Amen. Let's turn to page 213 now. Just a few pages there to your left. Holy, holy, holy. You know, Brother Dave Hardy, he mentioned holiness last Sunday night one time. He is the one who I will never forget. He preached a message, and he said this. He said, I want you to think of how holy you think God is in your mind right now. Think of how holy he is. He said, you got that thought? He's holier than that. Amen. He is holier than that. He right. preached, I'll never forget that message. We serve a holy God. Amen. Let's sing to him this morning. Page number 213. Holy, holy, holy. We'll sing all verses as we begin this morning. Lift it up together on the first. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, early in the morning our song shall rise to Thee. Holy, 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 merciful and mighty, God in
page 213 if you lost that page number let's sing the last verse holy 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 lord god almighty on that last holy holy I can't help but look at those words, merciful and mighty. Aren't you thankful he's both of those and so much more this morning? Where would we be without God's power and his mercy this morning? Amen. Brother Tim, come right ahead. Amen. Come for the offering. I'd like to read to you from Matthew chapter 20. It says in verse 25, But Jesus called them unto him and said, Ye know that the princes of the Gentiles exercise dominion over them, and they that are great exercise authority upon them. But it shall not be so among you. But whosoever will be great among you, let him be your minister. And whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister, and to give his life a ransom for many. Brother John Ellis, would you pray for the offering this morning? Amen. You may be seated. I know we're in this world and we're to love this world, love the people of it, and to be sharing the gospel, but I'm thankful it's not my home. Amen. We, if you're saved, this is not your home. All right? Page 656. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. Let's all stand together for our last song this morning. We'll sing all four verses. Page 656. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the i 
Savior pardon me, and now I onward go. I know he'll take me through, though I am weak and poor, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Oh, Lord, you know I have no friend like you. If heaven's not my home, then, Lord, what will I do? The angels beckon me from heaven's open door, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. I won't have long to stay. My work is nearly done. I'm happy now to say my race is almost run. So long my eyes have set on heaven's open door, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Oh Lord, you know I have no friend like you. world anymore just up in glory land we'll live eternally the saints on every hand are shouting victory their song of sweetest praise ripped back from heaven short and i can't feel at home in this world anymore oh lord you know i have no friend like you Amen. Great singing. You may be seated. <clears throat> Just before Brother Tim and Miss Anna come and sing, um, Brother Cotton is going to be our preacher this morning. I don't feel like, for most of us, he needs any introduction. Maybe just to say, we know he's pastor's favorite father-in-law. Um, he's said that multiple times, but we're so glad that he's here this morning. And I know it'll be a real blessing to you as he preaches. But before he comes to preach, we're going to have Brother Tim and Miss Anna come and sing this morning. Through the fire, it's getting hard to stand the heat, but even harder is the wondering, is God's hand still on me? It's lonely in the flames when you count the days of pain, but the potter knows the clay, how much pressure it can take, how many times around the wheel, till there's submission to his will, he's planned a beautiful design but it will take some fire and time it's gonna be okay cause the potter knows the clay friend I just came through that fire 
not too very long ago. And looking back, I can see why, and that God was in control. But on the hottest days, I'd cry, Oh Lord, isn't it about time? But the potter knows the clay, how much pressure it can take, how many times around the wheel, till there's submission to his will. He's planned a beautiful design, but it will take some fire and time. It's gonna be okay, cause the potter knows the clay. He's planned a beautiful design. Take some fire and time, it's gonna be okay. Cause the potter knows the clay, it's gonna be Father knows the way. I'm glad he knows the way because uh, we, have, we have to walk by faith a lot of times. Amen? In fact, God wants us walking by faith. And I'm glad he knows the backside, he knows where we're at today, and he knows tomorrow. Hey, are y'all awake this morning? Hey, man, I just wanted to check on you, make sure your pulse is still moving this morning. It's an honor to be with you this morning. Uh, anytime I get stand behind the sacred desk, to preach and proclaim the Word of God, it is an honor and a privilege. I tell you today, it's a special honor to preach uh, to you folks. Uh, it's good to uh, see you again. And uh, I do appreciate uh, the labor that is going on here in Olathe, Kansas. God, I'm already alliterating this morning. Amen. And so it's good to be with y'all today. Uh, Pray and ask God, you know, what, Lord, what would you have me to bring today? Uh, I know these folks pastor, and I know he preaches the Word of God. Yeah. And so what would you have me to preach today? Uh, that would be a blessing. I want to be an encouragement to you this morning. So turn with me, if you would, to the book of Revelation, uh, chapter 14. And we'll stand and honor God's Word. We'll read the first Five verses this morning. That'll be my main text as we get started this morning. And I want to preach on the thought this morning. I talked about being honored to be with you today, but I want to talk this morning to you about honors in heaven. Honors in heaven. Verse number one of chapter 14 of Revelation. And I looked, 
And lo, a lamb stood on the Mount Zion, and with him a hundred and forty and four thousand, having his father's name written in their foreheads. And I heard a voice from heaven, as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of a great thunder. And I heard the voice of harpers harping with their harps. And they sung, as it were, a new song before the throne, and before the four beasts, and the elders. And no man could learn that song, but the hundred and forty and four thousand, which were redeemed from the earth. These are they which were not defiled with women, for they are virgins. These are they which follow the Lamb whithersoever he goeth. These are re- were redeemed from among men, being the firstfruits unto God and to the Lamb. And in their mouth was found no guile, for they were without, without fault before the throne of God. What a statement to be made. To stand before the throne of God without fault. Let us pray this morning. See God's face. Think on this this morning about honors in heaven. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the reading of your word this morning. Lord, I submit myself to you this morning. I pray that you'd speak through me. Fill me with your power and your spirit. God, help me, Lord, to impart your word. Help me to encourage Uh, this body of believers. And God, help us, Lord, uh, as we go about laboring for you, that our labor would be so much well done that it will be honored in heaven. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. Tomorrow, we celebrate Labor Day. Yeah, and I looked that up, thought about that, thing about Labor Day. A lot of people still got to work on Labor Day. But can I tell you, Labor Day is about honoring workers and recognizing their contributions uh, to society. And I believe that labor itself should be honored. I'll tell you today, folks, I believe we do our children and our grandchildren a disservice when we don't teach them to work. We do a disservice when we don't teach them that Adam was told to labor in the garden before the ever, ever the fall of man. We were meant to labor. But can I tell you an even greater disservice we do is when we don't teach our kids by example and by word to labor for the Lord. What a disservice that is. They need to be taught that labor is good. Labor is expected. But can I tell you, labor will be honored. It'll be honored in heaven. Yes. Now, if you were to look back at chapter 13 in the book of Revelation, you'll see of the evil, and I know your pastor is taught through Revelation. Chapter 13 talks about the evil here that was present in the form of the devil, the Antichrist, and the false prophet, which culminated, if you would, in the mark of the beast being forced on people During the tribulation, and they're forced to worship the devil and his Antichrist. But in chapter 14, we change, if you would, from a scene on earth. We change and shift our focus back to heaven for a short while here in these verses. Now, just as sure as we've seen the horrors of earth in these earlier chapters, and can I tell you, 
there are plenty of horrors on earth shown in Revelation. Horrors on earth. By the way, you don't want to go through the tribulation. I have people that tell me, well, preacher, I don't believe we're going to be delivered from that. May I, what I, what I tell them, I said, folks, you better hope that I'm right and you're wrong. You don't want to be here. And the horrors that go on on earth. Can I tell you, we're going to switch from the horrors on earth to honors in heaven. As the Lord here honors these 144,000 Jewish, Jewish evangelists, if you would. Servants of God, labors of the Lord uh, during uh, the tribulation period that we're first introduced in chapter 7. Now, here's what they've done. They preach the gospel, the kingdom of Christ during the tribulation in contrast and direct contradiction, if you would, to the false prophet of the Antichrist. I mean, they will butt heads. Can I tell you, they were sealed for that service until that service was over, until their labor was over, and they will be allowed to be martyred. They'll make their way home to be with the Lamb, as we see here this morning, in heaven, and they will be honored in heaven for their labor. So as we think about celebrating, we think about honoring labor this weekend, I want to speak just a little bit this morning about why they're going to be honored in heaven and why you can be honored in heaven as well. The first thing I want you to see this morning in verse number one with me here is this. They were sealed by God for labor. In other words, folks, we're not only saved to escape hell, we're saved to serve our Savior. We are. We're not saved to sit. We are saved to serve. Now, look back at chapter 7 with me, if you would, just briefly here for a moment. And we will be turning in a, some verses this morning. But chapter 7, I want to look, if you would, verse 3 and 4 here. And I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God. And he cried with a loud voice to the four angels, to whom it was given to hurt the earth and the sea, saying, Hurt not the earth, neither the sea, nor the trees, till we have sealed the servants of our God in their foreheads. And I heard the number of them which were sealed, and they were sealed a hundred and forty and four thousand of all the tribes of the children of Israel. Now, what I want you to see here is this, folks. These servants of God, these Jewish servants of God, each twelve thousand out of each tribe of Israel, they'll be sealed, they'll be safe from the horrors of the tribulation until their labor is done. Can I tell you this morning, the safest place for you to be this morning is in the direct, perfect will of God, laboring for the Lord. The safest place for us to be. And they'll, it's exactly where they will be. They've seen millions die earlier, in the earlier chapters of Revelation. But this 144,000 preached through it all. Satan is powerless to kill them. God's name is in their forehead. Now, as I thought my way through that, it hit me, and I wrote this down. People are just a number to Satan. 
but Jesus knows your name. See, we're, those people are just a number to say, but Jesus knows our name. He knows their name. Yes, folks, we too bear the seal of the Holy Spirit. We do. Now, you say, well, preacher, how do we get the seal of the Holy Spirit? Well, you get the Savior. In other words, there's none of this second blessing stuff. And can I tell you, when you give Jesus Christ, you get all of Him. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And you're sealed until the day of redemption, the Bible talks about. You say, well, how do I get saved? It's simply realizing that Christ died for sinners and that you're a sinner. And that you need Christ. When Christ, by the way, salvation is of the Lord. In other words, you just don't get saved anytime you want to. The Holy Spirit, first of all, has to speak to your heart. See, God is the initiator. He speaks to the heart of the hearer, of the person who doesn't know him and says, I'm the Savior. You're the sinner. You need to be saved. You've never called on me. In other words, you've never, what? Repented. That repent means to, what? A change of mind that leads to a change of action. You know, I, uh, there's some things out there, even in Baptist realms today, about repentance is not part of salvation. Can I tell you, listen to me. Jesus said, repent or perish. Over and over again. Repentance, can I tell you, is changing your mind about your self-sufficiency and changing your mind to Christ's sufficiency to save your soul. Repentance. And then faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. You say, what have I got to have faith in the what? The gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection. In other words, that Jesus died for my sins, a substitutionary death, your sins, a substitutionary death, but he didn't stay dead. He was put placed in that tomb three days and three nights, and up from the grave he arose on that first day of the week, and he's alive forevermore, never to die again. You've got to believe that Jesus died for you and rose again for you and put your faith in that for your salvation. And if a person is not willing to believe the gospel, they will never be saved. If they're not willing to put their faith in what Jesus did for them instead of what they can do for themselves, they will never see heaven's shores. It's all about Jesus. Can I tell you, we're talking about labor this morning, being honored for labor. You can labor all you want to in this world, but if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, you'll still not make it to heaven. You've got to know the Lord. You can't get the car out in front of the horse. In other words, folks, when you receive Christ, you are sealed by the Holy Spirit. And as I thought upon that, you see, Jesus is sealed in and the devil sealed out. That's, that's a blessing. The devil can never get my soul because Jesus has got my soul. That makes me think about over there and later in Revelation where the angel is, is what is told to go get old Slewfoot, the devil, Satan. It says, go grab him, 
Put him in some chains. I almost preached that message this morning. Put him in chains. Can you imagine what this world's going to be like when the devil's in chains in the bottomless pit and the seal of God is on him? See, God is almighty. He not only can seal your soul. When the time comes, he'll seal the devil. But can I tell you this morning, folks? Salvation, we're sealed by the Holy Spirit at the, until the day of redemption. Now, let's look at a couple of verses this morning, very quickly this morning, as Pastor Stewart would say. Turn with me, if you would, to Ephesians. Hold your place in Revelation. But turn with me, if you would, to Ephesians chapter 1. Just a few verses there. And notice with me verse number 13, if you would. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13. And whom ye also trusted, after ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and whom also, after ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. You're sealed just, can I tell you, you're sealed just as sure as these 144,000 will be sealed during the tribulation. By the way, that's not the Jehovah Witnesses this morning. These are all of the tribes of Israel, 12,000 apiece. The 144,000 is not walking on earth today. Well, let me, let me rephrase that. If Jesus was to come back tomorrow, which he very well could be, or today, they may already be here. But they are not called yet. Designated yet, if you would. Now turn over chapter 4, verse 30 with it. Chapter 4, verse 30. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of Redemption. In other words, you're sealed. You're just as sure for heaven as if you were already there this morning. If you know Jesus Christ as your Savior, your destination is sealed. And it's heaven. Yes, folks, God is sealed in and Satan is sealed out. So we see the first point here about these 144,000 why they will be honored is because they've been sealed by God. That's one of the reasons you'll be honored when you get to heaven. Because you're sealed by God. Number two with me this morning. If you would look back at verse one. They will be sustained by God. That song we heard this morning is a special. God knows the way. We'll be sustained by God. Look what it says here. With him a hundred and forty and four thousand, having the father's, his father's name written in their heads. In other words, from chapter 7 all the way up here to chapter 14, can I tell you, God did not lose a single one of these men. They're safe. They're secure. They're sealed, if you would. In other words, they're sustained by God. Not one lost along the way. But so are we, folks. Jesus will not lose a single soul along our journey. Turn with me to John chapter 6, if you would, please, this morning. John chapter 6. I hope you've got your Bible with you this morning. John chapter 6. And then we'll turn to one other little set of verses here this morning. John chapter 6, verse 37 uh, through 40. 
All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. For I came down from heaven, not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. And this is the Father's will which hath sent me, that of all which he hath given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. And this is the will of him that sent me, that everyone which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. Now turn over to Romans chapter 8 with me while you're headed back to Revelation. Romans chapter 8, and I'll begin over there at verse number 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose, and whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called, and whom he called, them he also justified, and whom he justified, them he also glorified. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifies. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, or nakedness, or peril of sword? For it is written, For thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature, I believe that about covers it all, by the way. Shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. We are sustained by God. These men will be sustained by God as they preach the kingdom of God, as they preach Christ. They preach to the Jewish people. They preach to the world that you missed Jesus the first time. And you need to believe on him. That the Antichrist is not the Christ. As they preach that message, can I tell you, they'll be sustained by God. Can you imagine standing up in that time period with all the forces of hell, the devil, the Antichrist, the false prophet, all the, all the demon angels that will be here working during that time period and standing up and proclaiming Jesus Christ as Lord of Lord, King of Kings. He is, the, he is the Messiah and you must believe on him to go to heaven in the face of Satan and his henchmen, if you would. That will take some courage, folks. By the way, it takes some courage today to stand up we don't have anything like that, thank goodness. But may I tell you, folks, it still takes courage to speak up when God says speak up. 
You know, most of the time the problem is with our speaking, and I'll get there in a minute, Lord of mercy. We'll get there in a minute. Is we want to be quiet when God says speak up, and we want to talk when God says hush up. I'll leave that right there. Yeah. They'll be sustained by God, just as we are sustained and sealed by God. When the family of God gathers there in heaven, can I tell you, the marriage supper of the Lamb, all of God's children will be there, and they'll have their place. May I tell you, they'll have their seal. Number three, if you would, back to our text this morning. Not only are they sealed and sustained, they stand with God in their labor. If you look right there, having the Father's name written in their foreheads. In other words, they're around the throne right here. They're what, what he says here, Mount Zion. Now, in many places in the Bible, Mount Zion speaks about Jerusalem. There's about 21 times I found that it talks about Mount Zion as being Jerusalem. But can I tell you, there is a spiritual Mount Zion, and it's in heaven. Some believe he's talking about here, earthly Mount Zion. I believe he's speaking of, in these following verses, will show us it's the heavenly Mount Zion, heavenly singing, as we'll see, around the throne of God. In other words, God had a better place to honor them than earth. He had a better place awaiting them, and so do we. Now look, if you would, to Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. I want you to look with me at verse number 22. But ye are come unto Mount Zion, unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to God the judge of all, to the spirits of just men, Made perfect. Heavenly Mount Zion. Yes, folks, can I tell you, standing with God. They stood with God when they were laboring, and they'll stand with God when they get to heaven. We, too, will have some of that same honor if we stand with God like we ought to here on earth. You see, our labor is not in vain. Look at Hebrews chapter 6, verse 10 with me. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 10. I'm trying to encourage you this morning. When I visit up here, I want to tell you, I'm encouraged by your church. I want to tell you, I see labors after labors after labors. I see folks going here, going there, going everywhere. I mean, jobs, labor, all over the place. Can I tell you, that makes God happy. When you're serving him, when you're laboring for him because you love him, can I tell you, that's like a, a child and their father. When a father knows a child is doing something because the child loves him, I want to tell you, it does something for the dad. It does something good for our heavenly father when we're laboring for him. I want to compliment you on that this morning. Keep it up. Y'all didn't think I could still do that, did you? Yeah, I can still jump a little bit. Listen to me, folks. Work, this thing of labor. Hebrews chapter, sin, uh, Hebrews chapter 6, 
verse 10. I got excited there, lost my place. Read with me. For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which ye have showed toward his name, and that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister. God is not going to forget your labor of love. He's not going to do it. Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Remember, I'm talking about here being honored in heaven as the same, if you would, here. These 444,000 are going to be honored. But may I tell you, folks, we also will be honored in heaven. 1 Corinthians, if you would, chapter 15 and verse 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. There is a reason we labor. There is a cause to our labor, Brother Eric. There is a reason you spend late hours and many hours. There is a reason you run the buses. There is a reason you have Sunday school. There is a reason that you have church services. There is a reason you have young people's meetings. There is a reason that you give the gospel, and that is that folks are lost and need to be saved, and once they're saved, they need to be discipled so that they too can tell somebody else how to be saved. See, we're saved not to only have eternal life, but life more abundant. If I, if I didn't believe that the Christian life was more abundant, I would not stand before you this morning. I've seen the other side. Not something I read out of a book. 27 years, I saw, saw every kind of evil you could see. I've seen the other side. May I tell you, listen to me. You don't have to go out and sow in a wild oats. Young people, listen to me. You're on the right side. You're in the right place. There is a cause. And you're on the right cause and the right side this morning. Laboring for the Lord. Yes. So we see here, our labor is not in vain, folks. And God's not going to forget about what our labor has been for him here on earth. If we stand with him. Now, number four, I want you to sing with me. And I love this one. Look at verse two and three with me. And I heard a voice from heaven as the voice of many waters and as the voice of a great thunder. And I heard the voice of harpers harping with their harps and they sung as it were a new song before the throne and before the four beasts and the elders. And no man could learn that song but the hundred and forty and four thousand which were redeemed from the earth. My fourth point this morning is this, folks. One reason they'll be honored is because they're not scared to sing for the Lord. In other words, folks, they labor for the Lord in singing. Praise the Lord for that choir this morning. Praise the Lord for the specials. Praise the Lord for the ones who practice and work on their songs and labor for the Lord. Here, this 144,000, these men, if you would, they are now honored. These men stand with God now. They hear a voice from heaven, and many of them wait and give thanks 
and they hear the thunder and the harps in response. They are so overjoyed, they stand before the throne of God and they break out in a song only they'll know. They sing for God. By the way, he's our main audience when we sing for him here on earth. He's who we are singing to. Yes, so overjoyed. There's this thing, and let me just say this. There's nothing, there's nothing sissy about a man singing for the Lord. Don't anybody ever try to tell you that there's something, uh, something not masculine about singing. Can I tell you what? It takes a man to stand up straight to project and sing for the Lord. And not be scared, not be, if you would, timid about it, but sing. It joys my heart to hear men sing. We just had the quartet from Heartland oh, about a month ago. And uh, those four young men, they did a great job in glory bound over there. Singing for the Lord. Can I tell you, here we have a perfect example if we're going to sing in heaven, we just as well to sing a lot right here and get used to it. You know, we're going to do a lot of praising God. That's in Revelation as well. I tell my folks this all the time. We're going to praise God a whole bunch in heaven. You just as well as to get used to it here on earth. Get you in some good practice here on earth praising God. Don't be afraid or ashamed to praise God. To praise Him for your salvation. To praise you for His sealing on your life. To praise Him for sustaining you. To praise Him for giving you a new song in your heart. That joy. Oh, I almost did it. I almost busted out. I got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Amen. I mean, you're not afraid to sing, preacher? No, I'm not afraid to sing, and neither should you. Sing for the Lord. Sing for the Lord. Here they're singing for the Lord, and they're going to be honored by God. When God saves our soul and puts a new song in our hearts, we should praise Him with our voices. That's biblical. That's Bible. Over and over in the Bible, it says, Sing unto the Lord. I like to be in a lively song service. In other words, the Bible says, whatever you do for the Lord, do it with your, all your heart, your soul, your might. Put some oomph into it. Turn to Psalms 96, or Psalm 96 with me, please. Psalm 96. I know Brother Eric's preaching in Psalm. Enjoy that message this past Wednesday night. But look at this Psalm with me, if you would, please. Psalm 96, 1 through 5. Oh, sing unto the Lord a new song. Sing unto the Lord, all ye earth. Sing unto the Lord, bless his name. Show forth his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the heathen, his wonders among all people. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. By the way, that's with a little g. For the for all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord 
made the heavens. Honor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Give unto the Lord all you kindreds of the people. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come unto his courts. Oh, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Fear before him all the earth. Sing. I say sing this morning. Sing to your Lord. We've got much to sing about. Much to sing about. His mercy and his grace and his goodness to each one of us. Now look back to our text. Look at verse 4 and 5 with me. These are they which were not defiled with women, for they are virgins. They are they which follow the Lamb whithersoever he goeth. These are redeemed from among men, being the first fruits unto God and to the Lamb. That Lamb you see there, if I have not mentioned, that Lamb is Jesus Christ. Amen. The Lamb of God which taketh away the sins of the world. The final sacrifice. The final sacrifice. Yes, my fifth point is this for you this morning. Here you see they've not been defiled. The fifth point is they will be separated for God for their labor. Yes, spotless, maintain their physical purity. No sins of fornication, as he's talking about here, either of the flesh or the spirit. In other words, you know, there's a thing called, of course, physical fornication. We're all adults in here this morning. We know what that is. But can I tell you, there's spiritual fornication as well. That's what was wrong with Israel. Our brothers talked a little bit about that and hit about that. Can I tell you, they went after other gods instead of the true God. Don't let any of the gods of this world become your God. Keep after Jehovah God. Keep you, <laughs> as in the marriage vows, Keep thou only unto him. Y'all got where I'm at? We're a spouse to him. Keep thou only unto the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't let any of the gods, and this world's got plenty of them. Plenty of them. Don't let them become your gods. Keep yourself only unto Jesus as your God and your Savior. Physical purity. By the way, physical purity is not preached about much in this day and time in most churches. And I tell you, I know it is here. This world's, this world's, uh, if you would, way of doing things is turned upside down. Listen to me, young people. Listen, middle-aged folks. Do things the right way. Do them God's way. In other words, we're meant for physical relations, but it's meant within the marriage bounds. Not before the marriage. I've seen kids brought up through church. Turn 18 years old. Preacher can't find them with a shotgun. 
out living in the world, away from God. Listen to me. You don't need religion, young people. Folks, we don't need religion. We need a relationship with Jesus Christ. If our kids will come to Jesus and develop a relationship with him as a Lord and Savior, when they get 18, I believe they will continue on in the work of the Lord. They will continue in the church that Jesus Christ founded. It's only when they've got enough religion to make them miserable is when they turn, when they get out on their own, they go their own way. They need a relationship. And it breaks my heart. Breaks my heart. Yes. Separated for God. For labor. We too, of course, should be separated. We're commanded to be separated. Turn to 2 Corinthians with me this morning. 2 Corinthians, I want to look at chapter 6, verse 17. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Can I tell you, these 144,000, they'll be separated for God for his service. We too, listen to me, we as Christians, born again believers, need to be separated for God's service. If we, listen to me, if you want to be honored by God in heaven, you'll have to honor him here on earth by the way we live. Number six, look at verse four and five of our text. I'm, all, I'm almost done, folks. Only got about an hour left. Come on. Amen. Stay with me. Number six here, they will submit to God for labor. Look at, if you would, at verse 4 and 5 here, it says what? They followed him. They followed Jesus wherever he leads them. Now that in and of itself is a message. Just following the Lord where he leads you by his Holy Spirit. It says here what? They were redeemed from among men, being the firstborn unto God and to the Lamb. And they followed the Lamb whithersoever he goeth. Wow. They will not turn back. They will not give up. They will not quit. They will stay the course during this tribulation period. Can I tell you? They will stay the course of what God has called them to do. Yep. That goes right along with us this morning. We should also be willing to follow Jesus wherever he leads us to go. We've got the Parkers coming to be with us at the end of the month. They're following Jesus this morning. Wherever he leads, they're, they're trying to follow. Right now, they're leaving North Carolina, going down into that promised land of Florida. <laughs> it wasn't a promised land this past week, I can tell you. It was hurricane land again. But listen. That's following the Lord. In other words, to leave your family, to leave parents and grandparents, and to set all that behind you and look forward and follow Jesus where he leads you. Now, we're not all called to be missionaries on the foreign field, but we all are called to give the gospel 
to everyone we come in contact with and have the opportunity. And as I spoke, when Jesus leads you, when Jesus leads you on the elevator, and there's a person there beside you going up the elevator, and God speaks to your heart and says, speak to that person. You don't have to go far to follow the Lord. Speak to that person. That's following the Lamb. Following the Lamb. We should follow Him. It may be to follow Him in music. It may be to follow Him in, as a Sunday school teacher, as a bus worker, uh, in the commu communications. And thank God for the folks back there uh, who, who are running the cameras and the communications. That in of itself is a great service, especially during this time and day and age we live. It's a great service. Follow the Lamb where the Lamb leads you. He will lead you to green pastures. He will lead you to where you need to be. He will lead you where there is peace. And if he's leading you somewhere and you will not follow him, you will not have peace. If you don't follow your shepherd, may I tell you, there won't be peace in your heart. And many people have done that in their lives, and they get toward the end of their lives, and they say, I wish I had followed the Lord. Don't do that. He would. There came a time in my life, I'll tell you, it was late, it was in, I say later, it was in my early 40s. God had been dealing with me for some time about full-time Christian service, about preaching, and I had put the Lord off and said, Lord, if that's what you want me to do, you make it abundantly clear. Don't leave me alone. Make me know that I know that I know that's what I must do. And finally, in my early 40s, the Lord said, you either surrender now or you'll never surrender. Well, let me tell you, I surrendered then. I've never been sorry. I have not been sorry. Listen, they will submit to God for their labor as we must submit for our labor. Jesus, follow him wherever he leads you in your life. You'll not be sorry. You say, why, preacher? Because I believe at the judgment seat of Christ, listen to me, our labor will be judged, and if our labor is done for the right purpose for the Lord, can I tell you, we will receive a reward. Labor. Bible speaks here back in our text about these first, these honored ones being the first fruits of the tribulation. Chosen, saved, sealed at the beginning to preach the gospel. They will be given a great harvest of stones. I want you to see this as I hurriedly move this morning. Uh, turn back to chapter 7, if you would. Chapter 7, verse 9 through 17. After this I beheld in the Lord a great multitude which no man could number of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palms in their hands, and cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God, which sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb. And all the angels stood round about the throne, about the elders and the four beasts, and fell before the throne on their face and worshiped God, saying, Amen, blessings and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be unto our God, forever and ever. Amen. And one of the elders answered, saying unto me, What are these which are arrayed 
in white robes, whence came they? And I said unto them, Sir, thou knowest. And he said to me, These are they which came out of great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in the temple. And he that sitteth on the throne shall dwell among them. And they shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more, neither shall the sunlight light on them, nor any heat. For the Lamb which is in the midst of the throne shall feed them and shall lead them unto living fountains of water. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. In other words, what you see here, folks, is these honored ones, you see the fruits of their labor. I personally believe that we too will know in heaven, because listen to me, I believe we'll have perfect understanding in heaven. We'll have a, a body like unto Christ. I believe we'll have a mind like unto Christ. Listen, we too, I believe, will know in heaven how God has used our lives and point people to Jesus. In other words, I believe you may have somebody walk up to you in heaven and say, thank you for giving me the gospel. You're the reason that I found out about Jesus. Until we get there, let us stay the course mapped out by God for us. And of course, our course is different. Each one of us has a different course. But whatever your course is, follow it. And you see in verse 6 here in our text, no guile in their mouth. I kind of got off on that earlier. No deceit. They were servants of God and their walk matched their talk. No deception. No fault. Men could not point fault in areas of their life as they stood before God. So, this morning, as we've seen these 144,000 honored in heaven, may I tell you, we too, listen, if we are sealed, if we're saved, sealed, sustained, stand for God, sing for the Lord, separated for the Lord, submit to God, listen to me, I believe we'll be honored in heaven just like this 144,000 is. You read about the judgment seat of Christ. Don't have time to go into all that this morning. But we will stand before Christ and be honored. All in order to see souls saved, to carry out our mission here on earth. As I close this morning, we too, just as these 144,000 will do, we too should stay the course for God. Don't be a quitter. Be tenacious. I like that word. Tenacious. That means you don't quit. You see, it's not, it's not the measure of your commitment to start a job. Your measure of commitment is what it takes to make you quit the job. Let us be committed. Yes, let us stay the course for God. Stand before the Lord to be honored and simple as he gives illustration in the New Testament. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. How will that be to stand before the Lord and hear those words? Well done, thou good and faithful servant. I'll end with a question this morning. What 
will your honor be in heaven? What will your honor be in heaven when you get there? Now, I'll tell you, these 144,000 will get their honor. If you'll serve the Lord, don't quit. Follow. You too, one day, will be honored by the Lord for your service to Him. Let us pray. Heavenly Father,